1: Hey guys, welcome to Kingdom Community. My name is Glenn Blakeney. My guest today is Brian Barcelona of One Voice Student Missions. Guys, Brian is amazing. He's really pushing the limits in terms of how to reach this generation with the gospel through digital. And he's written a book called Don't Scroll Evangelism in the Digital Age. And basically during COVID, these guys decided that they would start an online youth event. And they were blown away by how many Gen Z's responded to this. This is a great interview. And you're going to enjoy this very much. You're going to be challenged as Brian shares how to engage this generation, Gen Z, which is an unreached generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Hey, Brian, welcome to Kingdom Community. So glad to have you with us. And I know it's gonna be an awesome interview and looking forward to hearing from you from quite a period of time. But just before we start in the actual conversation, why don't you share something that most people don't know about yourself?
2: Well, I'm a musician. I play five instruments and uh, I actually grew up playing the blues. And so I first learned the blues by popping in a CD that my dad had of Stevie Ray Vaughan. And uh, I listened to that CD over and over and over again until eventually I learned how to play the music.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good, I, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> that's for sure, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, great. Well, we're so glad to have you here, Brian. Um, you know, we're talking about what God is doing in terms of reaching Gen Z in the digital age. And um, you've written a book called Don't Scroll Evangelism in the Digital Age. And you also have a ministry that you are um, involved with. I guess you oversee that ministry. Did you start it? It's called One Voice Student Ministries?
2: Yes, 13, about 13 years ago now. Wow, okay. So how, how
1: did you begin online ministry?
2: Um, online ministry began in 2020 when we could no longer reach youth the way we reached them for a decade plus. Yeah, And so online ministry started by accident because one of our guys wanted to do an online event called Gen Z for Jesus. So he asked me, can I do this event online? And I said, we ain't got nothing to lose. Go for it. And I'm thinking maybe 20, 30, 40 kids would get on over 20,000 streamed in. Wow. And, uh, and it was the first time doing anything like that. And that's when I knew yeah. we have to pay attention to this.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing during COVID-19, it really was a catalyst for, you know, really yes. getting us to to really see what was there, but yet underutilized for sure. So your book obviously is all about that. and. Just talk about your motivation behind writing Don't Scroll.
2: My biggest heart with writing Don't Scroll was to give language to what God's doing um, right now with younger, yeah. but a lot more older generations. Um, because the truth is right now we're living in a unique time where four generations are alive together. Yeah, You have my grandfather, my father, me and my son. Uh, but in another 10 15 years, my grandfather's generation probably won't be there. Another 30, 40 years, my father's generation might not be there. And I think that there is amazing wisdom that the older generation carries that has to be imparted. Uh, there, is, you know, I, I think it's interesting. I've, I've said this, and it's in the book as well, but, um, you know, Jesus came from the line of David because of his mother. Uh But he also came from the line of David because of his stepfather, Joseph. If you look at the genealogies, and I always joke around and say Jesus can relate to a Gen Z or he had a teenage mom and a stepdad. But when you look at um, the the genealogy of Joseph, it's interesting because Joseph is one of the most under-talked about guys in the New Testament. Yet, because he chose to father somebody who did not have his blood running in his veins... Jesus was given a godly genealogy through his stepfather, too. Mm. So I just think that there's a lot of kids that they don't have a legacy or a genealogy of God, but older mothers and fathers, if they will choose to, have the ability to give them a fighting chance at having one.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So going back to what you said earlier, you know, you launched um, that online event and had t- over 20,000 Gen Z's show up. I mean, Obviously, that was a game changer for you guys. And now, fast forward uh, just a couple years later, um, how how have you guys been impacting you know Gen Z digitally? Like, I, I think you've got uh, more than a hundred followers on TikTok. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Over like a million.
2: I think Jesus clubs over a million Um, our team and our network is probably 11 million. I mean, I think I have like almost Um, 450,000 and I don't, I haven't posted like I need to be, but yeah, I mean, we've continued our digital arm. We launched an app. Our app has actually been one of the biggest um, training mechanisms for on-campus. So we actually relaunched back onto schools again. We're in six continents now. Jesus Clubs all over the world. Uh, we literally, I'm not exaggerating, we train kids from many nations every week through our, our trainings and our app. Um And then we have a chat feed in there. And <clears throat> so, yeah, I think we, again yeah, the digital space is interesting because it, there's no borders. There's no Mm-hmm. boundaries, there's you can reach people. I mean, I think the only ex- the only reason you don't reach someone nowadays is not because you can't because you don't want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And you know, I had a conversation uh, early today with a, a basically a digital developer. And uh, we were talking about reaching people. I'm reach people because that's my heart right reach people around the world. I I look today, 8 billion people officially in the world. I think it was in the past couple of days we hit that number. About 3 billion people unreached. And Gen Z is the first generation that's truly post-Christian. And, you know, this developer, he said something to me, which was phenomenal. He said, we actually can help you to be able to take the gospel digitally into mainland China. We have a way to be able to do it. And even though they try to stop things, you know, obviously in different ways. So like you're saying, exactly. If we can do this today and, and uh, it's such a powerful thing. So you uh, talk about the rules for missions have changed. And obviously you're alluding to this, but would you just kind of take a deeper dive into this? I, I just want to hear your heart.
2: Yeah. When I said the rules have changed, I think we have had um, unspoken rules of what missionaries were. You know, thirty years ago, you'd say missionary. You would think Africa. You know, you think maybe Asia. Planes, <clears throat> boats, cars yeah. uh, for transportation. But nowadays, the the way the gospel is being taken is through apps, and and it's through our ability to utilize every piece of technology to preach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's no longer just the young, young people that can go take missions. We are seeing older people, you know, that are realizing, wait a minute, I also have a message to give to the next generation.
1: Mm. That's so good. Yeah, I'm glad you, you touched on that. So uh, I definitely want to go there a little bit later in this uh, conversation in terms of what can, you know, Gen X boomers, whatever, do to, to connect, but, um, your app, you just mentioned like you're doing discipleship. People are studying. Um, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, just describe that. What does that look like when they, they download the app and
2: they, yeah, the the app serves a couple of purposes. First purpose is training. Um, So one of the main reasons why kids download the app is they sign up for a Jesus Club training. Everything we do is free. We train them. And then if they're in high school, we send them a whole kit that we cover all the costs for. And the kit is material to start their club, some merch. And then there is our community within our app where people are messaging each other, whether it's Bible questions versus club related, uh, Jesus Club related so it's really unique to to watch all of this unfold. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So the people that show up, um, you know, the, the Gen Z's, whatever, like how do they find out about the app?
2: I mean, it's all over social. I mean, we yeah. post about it quite a bit. So there's always kids that are seeing the app and it's just really, really encouraging.
1: Yeah. Now this is kind of uh, an interesting topic uh, in terms of something that I think we need to be aware of, meaning those of us who are post-45. Um, look, you know, right now, it's kind of like Facebook is, is the place where older people hang out, right? And Instagram, maybe 30-ish or whatever. But then there's this thing called TikTok. And mm-hmm. who's, on, who's on TikTok and how has that really changed things?
2: Oh, I mean, I think a lot of people are on TikTok, but TikTok is a platform that um, actually pushes out content. It's very interesting. Not like Instagram anymore, where you push it, you do a piece of content, maybe 30 people like it, you know, unless you're famous. Yeah. But Instagram is kind of the great equalizer of all platforms because anybody can grow still on that platform. I'm so it's, been, it's, yeah, wow. it's been a game changer. Yeah. I did a video a couple of days ago. One of them has 20,000 views already.
1: Yeah. No, totally. It, it's it's true. Like Facebook, Instagram. I mean, obviously, you just don't have the reach that you used to have at all. And so, yeah. So you want to reach people. TikTok is the place to go. And um, is it mostly Gen Z on there? What, what would you say?
2: Yeah, it's Gen, a lot of Gen Zers. Yeah. They're on they're on Instagram too and YouTube but, but a lot of Gen Zers. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Now you talk about long term evangelism and what does that look like in the digital missions age?
2: Yeah, I think I think historically we've always thought evangelism is maybe one guy going either to park or a crusade. Um. And that's powerful. We've seen many people come to Christ that way. Uh, I think the opportunity that digital presents is it allows us to preach the gospel on a consistent basis. Um, where, let's say you're doing a service and you know that you got maybe 30 minutes of people, you got to give them everything you got in 30 minutes. With social media, you might have a following base where they're going to be following you for a while. You can take your time. Uh, We have noticed that there is a discipleship to conversion model with Gen Z that's a little bit different than conversion to discipleship. I think historically when someone's been saved here in the West, get saved, get discipled. Gen Z is able to get discipled and then accept Christ. Uh, And that happens by the constant gospel videos that we're putting out. Or maybe a kid watches a video on suicide and Jesus is the answer. He doesn't accept Christ, but he watches another video, and another video, and another video, and another video. So eventually, that callous heart now is not so calloused. Yeah.
1: So good. Yeah. And hey, I believe that, and uh, been an advocate of that approach uh, for a long time. You know, discipleship to conversion so important. So um, let's let's just talk about. I think something that that is very concerning. You know, we hear, as I said earlier, that Gen Z is the first post-Christian generation. They're unreached and unreached people group in terms of the culture. But does that mean that they're just averse to the gospel? They don't want to hear the gospel, or yeah. I mean, or just let's just, yeah.
2: What What are your thoughts? I think. People would say that they, that like that statistic to me would probably come from them not looking like what a traditional Christian in the West has looked like. Okay. But it doesn't mean that there are not millions of young people, hundreds of thousands of young people that are following Christ, maybe even wholeheartedly a little bit more than previous generations, because Mm. Gen Z is probably the first generation in a long time in the United States that they have to pay a price for their faith. I'm not saying it's the price that you're going to pay in the Middle East or anything like that, but millennials and Gen X, I mean, what, what price, if we're honest, did we really pay? We got saved and we went to church and went to conferences and you rarely even got flack for being a Christian. Now Christianity is associated with a certain political party. Christianity is associated with hatred and bigotry and, You know, certain things that are morally accepted today were probably when you were in your 30s and 20s and teens were never even fathomable then. And so nowadays to be a Christian saying yes to Jesus actually means you're saying no to all these things that didn't exist in our country three, four, five decades ago. Mm -hmm. So I think that Gen Z, again, are are they in suits and ties and on Sunday service? I don't know. But it doesn't mean that their hearts are not more sold out because, you know, when they say they're a Christian, they're saying they're standing for life. They're saying they're standing for, you know, for biblical marriage that 10, 20 years ago was fine. Now it's a little bit different. Yeah,
1: that's a great point. And the fact, too, like you're saying, you have a community on the app. And so that's you know, two or three gather in my name, when people come together and gather in the name of Jesus, whether it's online or in person, I mean, it's still the community. It's still the body of Christ. And uh, in a sense, we've got to really just come to grips with that. Um, Sure. I mean, we want people to come together in person. There's obviously benefits to that. But to be able to gather people from around the world online and to disciple them and And, you know, to have them interacting with one another, that community aspect going on, that's that's huge. It's massive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so good. I'm so I'm so excited about that. So let's talk about um, what advice like what would you say to those who are looking to use social media effectively? Like, you know, I mean, this is just me. Okay, I'm not saying this is you, but I look around and. I'm, I'm on different social media platforms. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram and I'm still on Facebook. I think I was like the second person to be on Facebook, you know, but, (laughs) but the the fact is um, a lot of people that I see are just using it to just connect with other believers. It, it becomes controversial, even different things, but to really be missional uh, on social media. I mean, what would you say to those who really want to use social media to engage this generation?
2: I would say it's how you view it. Um, acts, you see the Apostles, shadow heals the sick. Hmm. And no, there was no hand that was laid, there was no, nothing, there's shadow. And to me, that's what social media is. It's an extension of me. It's my shadow. You read the other verse about the handkerchiefs being prayed over and, you know, demonically possessed people being set free. That's your comment section. Mm-hmm. I think the way you view social media, which sadly, a lot of times we've said social media is demonic. It's not God. It pulls you away from God. We we teach people to run instead of how to handle what tool God's given them. Hmm. I'm probably sure they said the same thing about the TV, right? They know the days of Billy Graham would come where millions would hear the gospel through the television. So I think it is a perspective that people have on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing new under the sun and Hey, it's here to stay. Um, and it's, it's going to (laughs) be, just evolved more and more. So, so Mm -hmm. powerful. Um, so yeah. Okay. So just, Talk about some of the things you guys do online it's like with one voice student missions, use smartphones yeah. as vehicles, um, you know, to facilitate healing deliverance and baptism. Like, man, that's amazing. Just, just speak into that.
2: Yeah. Um, we first started doing zoom baptisms where kids would fill up their bathtubs. They would, uh, mm-hmm. dunk themselves on a zoom. We've prayed for people to be set free. They've been set free. We've led people to Christ. Um, I think it's interesting how people will question the validity of a a social media conversion. Yet yeah, two things: number one, we all follow the teachings of Jesus. That was written by the social media of their time, called a book. None of us ever met Paul. None of us ever met Matthew and John. And yet we've been greatly impacted. You know, and I think another thing that makes me kind of just wonder why is, you know, we've seen the effects of bullying. We've seen the effects of um, pornography that leads to bondage through media. So we could embrace that the demonic has a grip on people through media. People kill themselves because of comments. People are addicted. We embrace the demonic, but we question if God can move through a post. I think we 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 accept the devil at a quick rate, and we resist God in the name of "Is this really God?" Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I I mean we got to get past that. I mean it's it's obviously things are not changing. Um, it's here to stay. We are not going back to just the physical, uh, digital, perpetual, and uh, we've got to just embrace that. So. Um just in terms of censorship, you know, you, you, you alluded to this earlier, like, even in terms of the algorithm and, and shadow banning and all this stuff that happens on certain social media platforms. And it's like, hey, I used to get, you know, 300 people like my posts and now I get six people. And and I guess alternatively, um, I'm not saying by any means that just because we're Christians that we're being targeted. Yeah, because I mean, I still know a lot of Christians that get tons of likes and comments and interaction on their social media. So it's not, you know, just targeted at this point. But censorship, uh, what do you think is the day coming? Um, where are we headed and, and how do we respond to that potentially? And even now in terms of I mean, I've experienced censorship on some videos I've posted.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's here. I don't know if it's coming. It's here. Yeah. You can definitely see it. But, I mean, I think the ultimate censorship is death. And mm. uh, Jesus had censorship in his day called the Romans and never stopped them from going. Mm. So I think, man, if it, you know, the Bible says work will it is day for night will come where no man could work. If there is coming a day in America where it will be illegal to preach a the gospel and so be it. But may we not stand on that day with regret that we didn't do what we could have when we had the freedoms to do it. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. So true. So powerful. Yeah. Sobering, very sobering. We have to uh, keep that in perspective. You know, the, uh, Jesus said the gospel of the kingdom must be preached as a witness to all the nations, the ethnos, right? The, mm-hmm. the ethnic groups. Yeah. But even the the subcultures and, uh, and, and then the end will come as a testimony. The end will come. Yeah. Now, what I, I just want you to go back and talk about some of the events you've been doing online as well as in person. I know recently you uh, did some in-person events, but just tell us, I mean, what are you One, one Voice Student Missions actually doing in terms of these online stuff? And and then they tell us about the in-person events that you just did a few months ago.
0: Yeah,
2: preaching online. We do Bible studies every Monday, our team posts every week. We have a women's movement called The Well, youth movement called Jesus Clubs, arena gatherings called Gen Z for Jesus. Um, and then in person, we do Jesus Clubs every single week across okay. the country, different nations. And then we also We'll be planning for our next Gen Z for Jesus gathering, September 2023. Wow.
1: And what happens at that, Gen Z for Jesus?
2: It is 12 hours of worship prayer um, and different topics that we have. We don't promote any bands, no speakers. Uh, We just say, come for God. So we did that in Frisco and had around 5,300 that stood for 12 hours of prayer and fasting. Wow.
1: Yeah. So uh, evidently this generation is hungry. Um, You know, there's obviously an openness to spirituality. How does the church really take advantage of that?
2: Yeah. Be as bold as the world, if not bolder. I mean, you got people drinking, celebrities drinking each other's blood. You got celebrities, putting their blood inside of a Nike shoe and selling it for $666. I mean, you just call it theatrical, demonic. In the end of the day, you see more of a boldness in the world for their spirituality than we do as Christians. And that's not a on anybody is to say, man, we got to wake up. Yeah. Um, God forbid that they preach their message louder than we preach ours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what about, um, when you, when you guys are ministering to people, you re- alluded to deliverance, healing, that type of thing. The importance of seeing the church really demonstrate the power of God, the greatest power. And um, so that it's not just a, a talk, but it's actually an encounter. Yeah, you right. guys are seeing that um, in, in what ways, tangibly?
2: I think we are witnessing God move in in aspects of people's families and aspects of people's individual lives. Um, I mean looking at the last two years, uh, we've only been doing this for two years, but digital. And the stories are just incredible from kids that were gonna commit suicide that didn't to missionaries. And people within our school that are now in one voice because of TikTok. Yeah. So we've definitely seen what God's doing digitally translate into other areas and aspects.
1: Awesome. So good. All right, Brian. Um, how do people connect with you and, of course, get a copy of your book? Don't scroll. And then we'll say goodbye.
2: Yes. Um, website, socials um jesus clubs gen z for jesus one voice student missions Uh, these are all movements within within a movement so please hit us up we'll be coming uh next year we'll be announcing where we're going for gen z come to the gathering it's going to be amazing um and we hope that this book encourages all of you who are listening
1: yeah so good thank you so much brian for sharing from your heart we really appreciate what you guys are doing uh to reach gen z
2: bless you Thanks for having me, man. Bless you.
0: Thanks for joining us today at the Kingdom Community. We trust that you are encouraged as a result of spending time with us. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God. To learn more about the Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Again, our website is kingdomcommunity.global. Together, we are better.